0: Year 52, Tony Dodd's UFO sighting has sparked an alien investigator. Tony Dodd is quite rightly still viewed as one of the leading UFO investigators in the UK ever since his death in 2009. Not only for his influential critical in the organising of independent UFO research in the United Kingdom, his influence is global with international reach of his reservations, Don was not a long, lifelong UFO or space enthusiast. At the time his first sighting, 1978, he was an all-future police sergeant, a highly respected one at that. Dodd would continue to see that these mysterious have However, during the last decade of service with the police, in 19, 1988 he retired from the force and aptly in, investigate UFO sightings full time. He would not become an expert in such encounters, but an alien induction. The cycling conspiracies so that revolved around them. Incidentally, these sightings would result in Todd c- capturing a photograph of the object, sent it for analysis to the Ground Source of Watch in Arizona. The GCWSW were largely viewed as genuinely incredible, perhaps in part due to their having the nerve to take on the CIA and call over the freedom of information. This action has suppose many cover ups to no longer be seen as just conspiracies. Dodd's photograph was not only confirmed to be genuine, with new chance of being but uh, hopes that also his distinction of being the first confirmed photograph of a UFO from the United Kingdom. In his opening chapter of his uh, 1999 book, Alien Investigator, Dodd would write about the first time he's witnessed a UFO sighting. Around two thirty a.m., he's driving around the lonely road to Skipton as part of his supervising the night patrols. He would, uh, he would most nights he would head with him a beat officer. who he picked up a short while back as much for company for himself as to give the beat officer some time off his feet. This particular night, a call came over the phone, police radio, regarding a fanatic housewife his husband had not returned home. Her instincts had told. Told him by the time we arrived at the property, the husband would be home, so all the worse for too many. A re- recent tongue lashing from his angry wife. Even so, their duty van investigated the report. They turned the vehicle into a quiet country road as a shortcut to their destination, the village Gunnery. The, the roads are narrow, and at one point, the steep curves in them. The Facing Dodd to keep his speed at the, to maximum. At one, of the curve, at one of these curves, both men noticed a glow of light around the corner as there were no buildings around this road. The policeman expected to see his oncoming vehicle as they turned around the curve. Each one was confronted with a massive disc of dome shape at the top. It also had dark, small, round, dark potholes along the side, as well as skirting at the bottom. Dodds slammed the brakes on the police car. As the vehicle came to an abrupt stop, each man would clearly, would now see clearly the underside of a disc. Dodd would write half three, three half half-spears protruding from underneath. A triangle visible. Dodd and the best new young beast officer opened their car doors and stood looking up at the fascinating craft. It moved about twenty miles per hour towards some woodland in the distance. From the vantage point, it seemed to be descend, and only an a glowing ball, white light was visible to each. Eventually the d- two disappeared. After a moment, quite the compolation, both men had turned their seats inside the car. As a quick discussion about the object might have been, Dodd started the engine. They drove forward. Dodd now, in two minds to his original destination or pursuing the train car. Of course he could locate it. A several minutes, lights again came up in distance. This time its headlights of another police car. As the police vehicle went, met, of it stopped alongside each, office, each officer their windows doors the driver's window down winding down winding down the rear windows did you see it Did you see it said king the king was divided other driver or another police come. dodd informed him he had Police, three police officers strange notes and ideas for for going on their duties dodd would, would continue to investigate the missing husband who was a suspect no longer missing, but continuing continued to put his wife in his wife's good books. He returned so to the, land, the station to make contact with Lee's Bradford and Manchester Airports. Lee's, Lee's Bradford Leeds Bradford was shut down in the night and Manchester had no records of any unknown crafts. Dodd would continue his shift at finishing six pm but not but not able to keep put the sight seeing how it was in line it Mm. Did you see it? Did you see it? said the sighted voice of the police car. Dodd had filmed in their head. a three cars explained notes and ideas going on their duties. Dodd would continue to investigate that Mrs. Haveburn was suspect was no longer missing, but certainly not in his wise good box. He would to the station and make conduct Leeds Bradford mentioned faults. Leeds Bradford was shut down in the night. The Manchester had no records of the unknown crafts. Dodd would continue to his shift, finishing at 6 a.m. unable to put the sighting out of his mind. Dodd would have many other sightings over the, over this last decade, and the, with the police force, he would bring people with him. and locals were eager to see these strange acquaintances appearances for themselves. Although Dodd didn't actually speak about his work, most close to him, knew of his interests as well as his sightings. One time, for example, his son-in-law, Anthony Grant, who accompanied him in the Yorkshire moors, they negotiated quiet country lanes, eventually arriving at Hill, where Dodd directed the vehicle towards it. As they reached the top, a large cigar-shaped object filled the view. was hovering silently and let, let... up and down to the line of lights along its side. Dodd would state it was as wait for us. Two men stared in awe at the huge crowd for several moments. Then a bright light emerged and it began to descend, eventually disappearing from sight. Another occasion this time the two colleagues were pulled out in the mall late one night, when they were around three or four hours and began to look at though nothing consequence with the current place. Dodd would Step outside the car to stretch his legs before planning on driving home for the night. He did so to immediately notice a huge craft hovering silently directly un- b- overhead. It was brightly lit by many colours like the faint gray lights of Christmas tree. Dodd would never would late, state, state later. His two witnesses were vacated to to the vehicle and the three men stood watching an oh to craft. On another occasion, the two, with two colleagues, he parked at the mall late at 9. They had been around three or four, four hours before they can look through nothing and to the take place. Dodd would step outside the car to stretch his legs before planning to drive home at night. As he did so, he immediately noticed a, lot, a huge craft hovering slightly, directly overhead. It was brightly lit in many colours, like fairy lights and Christmas tree. Dodd was late to stay. His two guests were vacated the vehicle, and all three men stood watching the royally craft for several moments. They then shot directly upwards at a lightning pace that was gone. One bitterly cold morning late 1968, a little after 4am, Dodd would experience another sighting. On his usual p- patrol duties with the beat officer in the passenger seat, the police car was hampered by the fact that it had been snowing incredibly heavily for several hours. Because of this, they focused a slow level speed consistently as they travelled along the narrow and twisting roads. Suddenly, they appeared atop of them many hills in the area. Both noticed a bright light in the farmer's field below them. Realising even the most ardent farmer wouldn't be out this time in the morning in the current River, Dodd brought the car to a stop and watched the light. Almost as soon as he did, the mysterious craft began to move. It low to the ground, shivering around the surface with the grace of a champion ice skater. As usual, there was no sound audible. Both men watched the object as it made its way over the fields, eventually disappearing into the distance. Dodd would continue to drive out onto the moors, and just when he... Not just when pleased police church, he called for him to do so, but quite a for him to spend two hours, four or five times a week, sat watching the skies for an otherwise lonely spot in the north of England. Perhaps more importantly, he usually did see something. that, that This, dog began to realise, was perhaps not coincidence. Perhaps, whatever the intelligence was behind his crafted crafts, they, they were subsequently calling him to the moors, which is. with, with, with his. Though well, with his hand, he decided she attempt to make contact. Dodd would, try, would take to keeping a powerful torch in the glove box in his car at all times. Whenever he was in the malls, he would see the mysterious crafts. He would stop his car, flash his torch, the object, and attempt to create more, some form of basic communication and acknowledgement. One summer morning in 1982, somewhere in the early hours between dusk, the acknowledgement came. That morning, Dodd and two friends, also with an interest in UFOs, were sitting in Dodd's parked car on top of the mall's. Each classed a last cup of coffee, intent to ward off the cold, breathing the cold. Dodd opened the car door and stepped out to walk around for a moment at two. He let out the wood glasses, both brought out the two other men. Above them, a large black triangle object with small coloured lights in the shape of a diamond. The underside covered above them. The craft began to move up- upwards, prompting Dodge to reach inside the car with a trace torch. He quickly fixed it on and off several times before pointing it towards the craft. Then, much to his disbelief, the craft performed a sweeping U turn, came back to where the man stood, and hovered for no less than thirty-fifty feet above them. He was so close that he could see the ripple effect of the of the windows. He would like them to the obscured grass look used in modern bathroom windows. When an amber light, amber beam of light was underside side, changed from amber to white and black again. This repeated several times, and it's a very obvious and in response to Dodd's signals. The signals Dodd had been experienced experience for several years already it increased following the encounter of December 1982. They only forced the motion that it was not pure chance that Dodd was present when he appeared, but again he wondered whether his decision to keep running to the, returning the malls was his or one place in his mind by high intelligence. On the evening of the 7th November 1983, Dodd with his wife, Pauline. During another account in Dodd's own words, like this evening she v- largely viewed his sky watching as Hum's hobby. A little before 8 p.m., they were driving towards Bolton Abbey and Egerton. Pauline suddenly exclaimed in surprise, "My God! Have you seen that?" Dodd had t- turned his attention to where the wife, to his wife, to his wife's gaze, was. You see, his graph overshot. For soon, hundreds of tiny red lights. These crafts pulse on and off simultaneously. As a married couple watched the craft, it squeaked down towards them. After cl- pass- passing closely over the top of the car, it made its way towards the stop that ran along the side of the road. It soon out of sight. Pauline would then would describe the object as similar to a child's spinning top, with certainly fewer husbands sighting with more significant than mere hobby. The craft would then soon emerge and go straight towards the p- still packed. Packed car. It's not travelling on speed, however, which gave Dodd ample time to reach out for the camera it, as he, we, he kept in the car. As it was moving towards their vehicle again, Dodd snapped several shots of the craft. It would be one of these creatures that GCW would confirm as being authentic and genuine. Tony Dodd's influence and the global UFO community remains and his work is still valid. Perhaps because he's not into the UFO community in any particular notions or even an interest in subject combined with his valued skills as a police sergeant while his work was most credible and valuable. Dodd still several other like several other researchers, believe partner sites were choosing of some kind. He would state that he would like to do this have to do this thing think about UFOs and that they happened to appear as well as, as they went on he believed a subtle of sub- graphic connection between him intelligence between these strange crafts developed he began to believe that the faults were not summoning him or more what well, it merely they were summoning me well so you've been here's a little bit with a tiny dud. Speaking for the mid 90s. It was 20 years of it, a long time.
1: 1978 when I was a police officer. Um, I actually had a confrontation with one of these things when I was uh, a, 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 a working police officer. And um, I was on duty one night in 78 when me and a colleague actually had a confrontation with one of these things. Wait, wait, what? This was commonly near Skipton in North Yorkshire and uh we we were, i was driving a police car he was the observer and we came round a bend in the country lane and there was this thing sitting in the air in front of us and uh it was absolutely stunning to see it was a huge disc about 100 feet in diameter had a dome on the top of it uh, with what appeared to be portals darkened portals around the um, it had a skirt in around, um, round the underside and uh, colored flashing lights almost like a neon sign uh, side effect and there was three large um globes or balls protruding uh, from the underside they were spaced evenly on the underside i stopped the car and we got out uh, there was a very very heavy heavy static had come on the police car radio at that time um i don't know the cause of it it may have been because of this thing was there but um, it would be right to do it when the static suddenly set up on the radio and uh, uh, I got out of the car, both of us did, and we? we stood there sort of open mouth looking at this thing. And it slowly moved away from us. But, despite it, uh, despite its enormous size, there, wasn't, there was no uh, mm. sound coming from the damn thing. Oh, the, the only sound that we heard of that sound was that <laughs> the it was displaced in the air when it started to move away from us. And um, the thing was, though, it was, it, was absolutely, it was absolutely beautiful to look at it. I, I, couldn't, I, couldn't help, I couldn't help remembering at the time. Uh, we thinking what kind of engineers put something like this together because it was absolutely extraordinary it was and that's what got me into the thing because I was determined I was going to find out I mean I'd uh, not so long been out of the RAF and um, my last postings I'd been on Air Force bases where they were testing the very latest um, technology in aircraft and at that time the aircraft of the time which we were, were under test were the uh, Lightning because um, it was a Lightning station where I was on, and the Canberra and that was our most advanced technology at the time. They were only testing them, and that time they test flying them. Now, this thing was years and years and years ahead of anything like that. It was no question about it at all. It, uh, it was something that we hadn't got, and I knew it from the moment I saw it. The skeptics it. and the of course, would continue to maintain that all such accounts of so-called alien abductions are foolish nonsense. How would you counter these? Well, first of all, it was the sceptics and debunkers that said that the world was flat for 300 years, uh, despite um, some of the top scientists at the time saying it was round. It's very, very easy for a sceptic or debunker to turn around and say uh, to people who've done years and years of research, this is absolute rubbish. It's very, very easy. This is what they do all the time. And, of course, more we say, well, you you prove to me uh, that what I'm saying is rubbish, and they will turn around and say, well, it's not for us to prove that you're right. Uh, it's, it's not for us to prove that you're wrong, it's for you to prove that you're right. And uh, so we're always going to be faced with this thing, and as much information as you put before these people, they will do their best to put it to pieces. Um, but the facts are the facts. Uh, particularly uh, if we talk about things like um, alien abductions, uh, where there's such a, vari- a wide variety of people being involved in this, and I'm talking about highly intelligent people, and I agree, many of you know nothing whatsoever about the subject. We're getting them all over the world, as you well know. People who are very, very backward are not in touch with the media and things like that, and they're telling the same stories. Now, is everybody imagining things? Uh, Is everybody making these things up? What are they to gain, uh, uh, particularly these sort of backward countries, by saying things like this? But that is not the point. It's the facts that point to abduction, and there are so many, many facts which are occurring repeatedly uh, which I'm absolutely convinced they're taking place. Finally, there are you you wondering, is this man for real? Are UFOs real? If you would look at that person right now, what would you say? I would say, first of all, seek and you will find. But don't just condemn this subject without investigating it. It's very, very easy to turn around and condemn things just off the top of your head. We've put a lot of time and a lot of years into this investigation, and I can assure you without any question of a doubt that aliens are here, aliens have been here for a long time, and aliens are in contact with various elements of the military and other um, countries, uh, diplomats. Uh, It wouldn't be prudent to me to say any more at this time, but if you you can believe me if you wish, if you don't believe me, well, that's entirely up to you. But I gain nothing by saying these things, only these are the things that uh, I have uncovered during my investigations.
0: Hi, you've been listening to Area 52. The Tony Dodd UFO sighting that sparked an alien investigator.